Wow, so that is that is the music of our generation, I think. Takashi six nine. Um he's famous. <laughs> I don't like it. You don't like him? Okay, fair enough. We just found out that he's facing life in prison. On multiple charges of racketeering. Didn't know what racketeering was until you Googled it just now, but he's also on probation from like some like for up. minor uh, for sex offenses with with fuck? minors, so like a guy, thirteen year old. That guy you just heard rapping. That's all this stuff is about. Um, I I don't support it. You know what? I love garbage music. Yes, you and do. There's no doubt. I've put that song on the car, but that is an that is like absolute poo. That is that is a pile of poo. Yes. And if, if you actually Google this guy, he's like rainbow haired, like he's a member of the, the Treyway Bloods, is it? Yeah, that's what they're called, the New York gang. And that's that's where a lot of his charges stem from, is involvement with this gang and all the crazy stuff that they do. You know, it's crazy. Man, what's going on in the world today, man? And, and by listening, not only is... Uh, his music for me intolerable, but listening to it is showing support for him and what he stands for in a way. And that's something I can't get you know, behind. Boy, Robbie, you know, like so. some people, they take stands against plastic straws and the environment. You know what? Taking a stand <laughs> against Takashi, that's your thing. <laughs> let, let Robbie be forever known. <laughs> yes. And and much like being a member of the Treyway Bloods, uh, I was a member of a private school with our guest on today's show, <laughs> <laughs> Alex Gerlings. And very funny similar. Enough, very sad. Yeah, very similar. We did a lot of racketeering. Just kidding. Racketeering uh, <laughs> your racketball. Marks. Actually, we had we had racquetball courts. It, but right by our lockers, you could just pop in and play squash. Sorry, whatever the difference is, I don't even know. But this guy also happened to go to the same camp as Robbie. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of parallels between Travis, Gerlings, and I. And Takashi 6ix9ine. And, the and Takashi 6ix9ine. So, you know, you learn something <laughs> new every day. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so this episode is cool. Uh, we were just talking to him, honestly... We just wanted to have a fun episode where we just chilled. Like we went over to his, we had some pizza, we had a beer. We basically just shot the shit and uh, we just enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, it was good to just catch up and talk about, we, we chatted a little bit about camp and, you know. Um, and his job, he's in finance now. Yes. And he's, uh, he's one of those guys, okay, first of all, you talk to a lot of people in finance, you get the same thing like, oh, my job, and like it pays so well. He was like, no, nah. he's like, I like, I really like my job. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the word he used again? Procurement. Yes. He's in procurement. Yes. Yeah, so if, if you want to, want to learn about what procurement is as well, we didn't know. Um, <laughs> it's in there, but yeah, we talk about camp. We talk about what the lifestyle is like working, working, you know, that Bay street type of job. And we talk about, you know, how someone like that might struggle with 
passions or like like the same way Robbie and I struggle with are we on the right path because we don't have financial rewards for it yet we, we think that people that are in financial jobs might struggle they're getting the money but are they on the passionate path so we we kind of tackled some of those questions if you're to ask me what procurement was before I knew it was associated with like some sort of financial position I would have guessed it, it sounds like something that uh, like a job for someone that um, like meats, like uh, like deli meats, like You're procurement, curing meat. Yeah, I know, but it, like yeah. a pr- procure. I don't know. It just really? sounds like someone who would like make deli meats or something. You know, like yeah. salt them. <laughs> <and> <laughs> uh, this is procured procured meat from uh, yeah Kits's fine deli on <laughs> exactly. I I thought of something completely different. Like procurement to me seemed like getting stuff for like people in power like oh like i want you to procure me my groceries or like (laughs) (laughs) but it is kind of like that except you're procuring things for the bank or like financial institutions and you're procuring whole companies um also if you say procuring enough it becomes hard to pronounce and it becomes one of those things where if you say it enough it's like a weird word to say procuring procurement procure procurement should we get into it? <laughs> Let's procure it. Um, in the great words of Takashi69, shot, shot, shot. <laughs> I don't even know any of his lyrics. <laughs> Sticky, blicky, uh, with my clip holes 50, uh, <laughs> Trey Way. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we should get into it. Yeah, all right. Uh, Trey Way on, Rob. <laughs> procure on, Trav. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Let's go. go. Another twenty-year-old. Holy shit! I hate those guys. Somebody help these twins. Time to figure it out, Ricky. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. What's up? Okay, so we are. We're with a couple camp counselors. <laughs> Instructors, actually. Oh, very, dis- yeah, big distinction. Big, uh, uh, yeah, very big distinction at Kilku Camp um, because uh, instructors and, uh, at Kilku, if you're an instructor, you're not also a counselor. You're, you're either one or the other. And I know many camps do it, so they're both. But yes. Alex and I. Our camp was bisexual like that, yes. <laughs> Beauty of it is you just check out after you got home from the river, isn't that right, Rob? <laughs> so let's let. So I'm a I'm a I'm a, a an instructee on the river, and uh, you know, how would this go? I'm with you two. We're going to the river. So so the mornings would normally start at around 8 a.m. We yeah. go for we go for breakfast up and early wow. before <laughs> <laughs> before the usual breakfast of 8:30. We'd be in and out of there. We go load up the boats and the bikes. Wendy, our bus driver, uh, would be there, and uh, she'd take us to the river. The river is about a 10-minute drive down the road from the camp. This ain't no normal river. This is by my cottage. This is Gull River. It is world-class rapids. I drive by it, and I don't know how kids go down this, but you're saying that the kids just go down the bottom. Yeah, it's it's world-class river. Like when the, when the Pan Am games were here, 
and like two years ago or so in Toronto, that's where they did the, the white water portion of them. At- yeah. Our, our last summer though, they had uh, team Canada guys actually warming up uh, for the Pan Am games, getting an early run at the river. Actually, nice. it was pretty cool to see. And then there's you two knuckleheads just cruising <laughs> down this river. Like sup boys. Like, you're the locals. You're like the locals only. Like, oh, I fucking hate when these tourists come into our <laughs> river, dude. I was, I was totally one of those guys. I was, I worked six summers on that river. I knew, yeah. I knew everyone there, and I was, and I finally got to a level where I was, I was like one of those locals only guys, where like I felt confident enough in my my own shredding abilities that I just could kind of cruise down there and like do some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, Rob, Rob had the skills, that's for sure. And I <laughs> I was a little later to the party, so definitely um, it was a little bit out of my league, that's for sure. It had a few close calls, uh, a few close calls eh? at, at those high-level rapids, that's for sure. I've, I've ridden them. I haven't done the whole river. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I never got the, the flipping. Once I went under, I never could flip. Did you roll back up? No. I mean, the most dangerous, I was saying this to you the other day when you are asking about it, the most dangerous part about the Gull River is how shallow it is. Um, there's nothing too crazy in terms of the actual. What do you mean too crazy? It's a, it's a torrent. It, it's absolutely shredding. It looks in, insane. It looks so fun. Actually, it, it is a lot of fun. And um, but yeah, the it's it's the depth there that that'll get you. Yeah. Like if you flip over at the Couple wrong time. Couple noggin ringers. Yeah, you can knock your head pretty good on some of the yeah, rocks. Yeah. Do, do you um, have some of, close calls? Yeah, one of my close calls. I actually got really lucky in that. Uh, you know, the water level was particularly high that day. So, uh, you know, probably flipped in an area where on another day it could have been, you know, who knows how bad it could have been. Um, but yeah, thankfully the water level was a bit higher, so I had a bit more leeway, but, uh, essentially there's a few areas of the, the rapids that are sort of like waterfalls. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I basically flipped right before that and, and couldn't went down the waterfall upside down. Yeah. So couldn't do my Eskimo roll. I basically had one attempt to roll back over. Failed. Yeah, failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, are your kids watching at this point? Yeah. So that's the other thing is <laughs> we, we go up and shoot the river after lunch. So, uh, you know, as you said, Trav, the kids would, uh, you know, play at the bottom of the river and then we'd walk up to the top of the river, uh, do lunch at the top of the river. So we'd bring our boats up for lunch and then go shoot the river with all the river boys. All the instructors uh, would shoot the river. Uh, right after lunch and the kids would you know travel down the river and watch us and usually it was pretty good obviously when things yeah. were off without a hitch but uh that one day and you know i was actually the counselor of the cabin that day was like one of my good buddies so yeah i remember like after going for the swim and basically going down a waterfall upside down like you know uh coming back up for air and like seeing my buddy like genuinely scared for my life um, you just thought you so. just I've, I've, overturned the other side <laughs> without a head. <laughs> I, I remember this. His boat, his boat got jam, jammed. Actually, it was a brand new boat, and Pearl being the fuck, dude. But, but Pearl being jamming the, up the a long, brand new one, the long-legged fellow that he is, um, had convinced uh, Love to buy this new Shredder's boat, but like big one. Um, because he yeah, couldn't fit in, uh, he, he couldn't, yours, fit, he couldn't fit in the other ones. Yeah. So this brand new boat, <laughs> Pearl's traveling down, and he dumps, and I'm tr- and I'm uh, I'm just sort of trailing him. I'm like, oh fuck! Like, so I, I start paddling <laughs> after him. He's he's swimming. The boat gets lo- lodged uh, down under somewhere in the rapids, and um, 
we had to pick away at it for a little bit to like because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it kind of got wrapped on one of these rocks. Yeah, and uh, we finally got it out. Was it warped a little bit? It, oh, you should have seen this thing. It was dented to shit. It was like, right, ran, right on the front of it. Literally. Right on the oh front, it was like God. dented. It like yeah. huge dent in the side, <laughs> like all scratched up. This brand new boat, and it finally. Like, um was flown uh we finally got a hold of it down and we pulled it up we're like oh fuck like this thing got taken yeah, to- yeah so of course i'm shook from this near-death experience and then i've got like a over a thousand dollar boat on my hands too like oh, <laughs> oh ma- yeah. maybe maybe i'm gonna get fired for this you like- know what this reminds me though also max so the uh the other guy who was supposed to come on the show but mm. also he Shout worked with Lerman. us yeah. Um, so it was the three of us that ran this program for, for oh, two summers okay. yeah, yeah. and Max's f- actually, you know what? I don't even think this was like a year before this was a year before he actually was an instructor for the ri- for the river. Did you use excuse me. Sensor? Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, this was a year before and Max comes as like a counselor or something with with his cabin loser <laughs> counselor not even an instructor yeah oh, come on didn't even instruct um and max is on so the the river program was split with biking half the day and kayaking half the day and max goes out in uh in the morning to as part of the biking uh program right yeah, you know I'm. You know I'm oh, about yeah, to say. No, exactly yeah, so Mike. So so Max heads out biking, and there's this sort of thin trail uh, along the side of the river, and there's maybe about a six or seven foot drop, um, just down into the water. Uh, you know, r- running up the side, and uh, where you bike up to to get to the trails, and Max. <laughs> so so they they head off, and we're we're all sitting around like getting our day going, like giving them instructions about kayaking and stuff. And Max all of a sudden comes running back and he's all wet. And we all look up. We're like, dude, like what, what's going on? Like I thought you went biking. Like what happened? He's like all cut up and stuff. He's like, man, I just, I just fell into the river. Like <laughs> He was biking along and he fell off his bike into the river with his bike. Down the rapids. Yeah, down the rapids. And his, and his bike, uh, this was a crazy story because his bike fell into the water and Max comes up, comes back. He's all shook up. I'm like, where's your bike, dude? He's like, it's in the water. <laughs> so, so he lost this bike. Um, Jeez, you guys were just fucking <laughs> losing equipment out there. And, and uh, we, we get Max all fixed up. In the afternoon, I'm out on the water teaching kayaking, and there's a boat, um, like sort of past the rapids uh, where the where the rapids fade out, and it goes into this sort of cottage area. Right? There's this boat hanging around there, and they're fishing. This guy, I kid you not, <laughs> reels in Max's bike. <laughs> oh, up. I got a big it, one! <laughs> it, it traveled, it traveled down the rapids and like through the wow. rocks and everything. And this guy ended up pulling it up on his reel. And I saw this happen. Oh my <laughs> and boarded over there. We're like, that's our bike. We lost that this He's morning. He's like, uh-uh, this is my bike. I just fished it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy. Um, but uh, but the, the reason for telling the river stories is what we originally wanted to get to before we got a little sidetracked was <laughs> that we had originally, that in the mornings, we would originally start our day by doing a name game. And it would go something like this. We'd say, give us your name, where you're from, pet peeve, 
your favorite thing about trees <laughs> and um what, what were some of the other ones we did uh, uh you know big mix of them uh you had you know betty or veronica and oh, give a reason why you know who's, yep. who's your favorite that's a good one you know, too. All, all guys camp uh <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's settle on those five and go around the horn here okay and, yeah and that's how we were, yeah so when i originally introduced you as uh kilku boys this is what I was expecting to get into right away. Long-winded, <laughs> long, long-winded intro. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, but those stories are pretty jokes. And Rob consistently has hilarious Kilku stories for me, and I love them. <laughs> um, so we'll probably have a few of those more sprinkled in here. But let's play the name game with our guest, Mr. Alex Skirlings. Beautiful. Yeah. So my name's Alex Skirlings. I'm from Toronto, Ontario. Go Leafs. Go Raps. Let's go. Um, Jay's TFC Wolfpack. Sorry, boys. Um, my favorite thing about trees. Oh, that's a tough one. A lot of things to like about trees. I you like say. a sativa guy or an indica guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh, after October 17th. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Uh, no, but uh, favorite thing about trees, probably, uh, you know, sitting under them, getting some good shade. <laughs> they provide uh, shade. Provide shade. Nice. That's, that's, that's the best thing about trees, in my opinion. Alex likes to get shady. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is all inside jokes. I don't understand. I don't know. No, I was just, just making a shady joke. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Betty Veronica. Betty Veronica. I always liked uh, Betty, you know, lovely girl. Um, you know, Archie was a little swayed by Veronica's money. She, she had a brutal personality, terrible dad, you know, tough, tough situation back Wait, home. Wait, are we talking about TV show or are we talking about comic? Uh, I was... We would normally talk about comics, but now I guess there's a new wrench. Relevant. Yeah, there's a wrench in the in the yeah, play. Yeah, now with there's River. a new Betty and Veronica yeah. in my life. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the new. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I should Hell of a uh, show. reevaluate things after the, yeah. this new show. Very yeah. accurate, though. Still, what you just said. Yeah, absolutely. And then, oh uh, yeah, pet peeve. Uh, you know, being a taller guy. You know, big pet peeve was always slow walkers. I'm, I'm a quick walker. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When get you get, the when fuck you get, out of my way. Yeah. Especially. And, <laughs> yeah. Trav sympathizes with me on this one. Uh, you know, big guys, especially when you get caught Listen, behind. Listen, Frodo, I'm on the move. <laughs> <laughs> and you get caught behind a bunch of, a bunch, you get caught behind a couple hobbits. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's All so right. rude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is part of the name game we love, you know, it spurns the conversation. So yeah, that, that's it for me uh, for the intros. Okay. Send it over to Rob. Uh, what do you got? My name's Robbie Davidson. I'm from London. Go Knights. Go Knights. Any Knights fans? Any Knights Lightning. fans out there? Comment or leave a, leave a review if you're a Knights fan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Or don't. You're killing uh, it. Uh, loving it, loving it. Buddy or Veronica, I'm going to go with Veronica. Wow. Um, or, uh, you know, the, the one that always, the one that always get thrown out there too is Cheryl Blossom. Oh, wow. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's a big wrench in it. Cheryl Blossom fans. Um, nice. <laughs> favorite thing about trees. <laughs> so you can smoke them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big weed guy. No, just kidding. Big pot guy. Now it's legal, eh? Um, no, fa- favorite thing about trees is that uh, they um, you can they <laughs> they change colors. I like how they change colors. Nice. That was great. That was really yeah. nice. I like that. And a pet peeve of mine is uh, when you're. When you're ordering food at a counter, 
and you're watching someone like make your sandwich except they're totally farming it you know like at like subway or mm-hmm. like burger place they sprinkle like three pieces of lettuce yeah they just totally don't really care about you know distribution subway and- is the worst at that like they, <laughs> I got they a have, good story have, about that they have the triangle shaped cheese and when they don't when they don't distribute it properly like they always do four slices right and then yeah. that's, it's the triangle shape so you're supposed to go like triangle and then flip it so that they fit together and then sometimes they'll just go the same the same side down so then it's just not Savages. evenly dispersed at all it couldn't be Rookies. as bad. It couldn't be as bad as this story, though, of this sub place on the way up north. Um, my dad, and my mom go into this sub place, and uh, they're, they're, it's like a mom and pop shop on the way up to Halliburton. And this lady, no joke, made the cold cut sub on her forearm. <laughs> laid the meat out on her forearm. Oh on her God. forearm, laid out. I don't know what, what else it was. Meat, the cheese, and everything, and then flipped it on Yo, to the the sub. Up. And my dad was like. <laughs> But that is, he's not a germaphobe, but he's a fucking germaphobe. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's just say when, when we were at a Grey Cup party and the Grey Cup was coming around, people were taking sips out of it. He passed. He passed. No way. <laughs> and I got very sick after that. So he, like, rightfully so. But, <laughs> like, he was literally like, like <laughs> did, did he say something to her? No, he, he just got out of the place with my mom and he's just like, I'm not fucking eating that sub. And my mom, I guess, missed this and ate both the subs and didn't know why he wasn't... He didn't tell her? No, he just assumed she saw. (laughs) And she was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, after when he was telling the story to us, she's like, that was made on a forearm? I ate both of those. Like, (laughs) Also, another sub story. Was mucking a lot of Subway when I was working uh, corporate out in Mississauga. Every day, I'd muck a chicken breast sub, double meats. That's four of those white patty oh, baby. sizzlers every day. For plus, plus, also, because uh, you wanted to get big, you were working out I was working lot. out, so I was trying to pack on the stuff. Carb um, loading, I like it. And boy, I'm going to tell you one thing. <laughs> I was huge this summer. I worked out every day after work. I was eating these big chickeny things but i was getting like back knee all over my back and i was getting like really like really big gains at the gym wasn't expecting it <laughs> and like i thought i was like i need to see someone about it i was like why like what's going on with my body i'm going through like, these changes and i talked to uh, my ex's parents who were in like the medical field and i was like what like what's going on they're like uh are you on steroids and i was like no what the fuck no way they're Is like the hormones from the chicken yeah they were like well <laughs> then, they're, then they're like are you using any creams like what's causing all this back knee and i was like no no creams or like has your diet changed and I was like oh yeah I'm eating a shitload of Subway chicken <laughs> and I think I was just getting hormoned up so there you go spoiler alert great results <laughs> I have pictures on my phone I've never been that big in my life like literally was popping if you, so you should do a little transformation you know those transformation Tuesday posts so like when people actually like you know good for them they do a diet oh, that'd be sub- a hilarious Jared, that'd be yeah. a hilarious transformation Tuesday post just like in one just like a lanky trav whatever and then the next one is just like this I'll show you roided up I'll version show you of a you. picture like, after it was fucked uh, moral, moral of the story if you don't want to take steroids eat some yeah it's probably got, it's probably got like <laughs> testosterone like HGH in it or whatever but I was pumped yeah. I wonder if that would be like a loophole to a professional athlete's career you know like wow he's like yeah. insanely jacked Sponsored after last season Subway. like what the hell happened to him I will give a caveat I was also mucking two Tim Horton sandwiches every morning as well so there was so one of the two one of the two but there was definitely more substance in the subway but anyway I'll get to my name thing um, hi my name is Travis McKenna um, <laughs> I don't know what the first question was where are you from? I'm from Toronto. Um, 
Lee side. Go Argos. Go goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, and uh, okay, what do I like about trees? I like how their rings tell like time oh, yeah. you know oh what I mean? that's cool yeah i love that i always thought that was so cool like when you look at the tree cut down you can see like what year it had like big growth so what years there was like forest fires i always thought that was super cool and like, they spit out maple like what, so cool what other animal or thing is that the case for like imagine if you just sliced a human and yeah. it's like oh wow, when he was five that's when he hit his growth spurt. <laughs> uh, it looks like from 20 to 25 he was a heavy smoker you know what i mean like Oh, that'd be a good one. But what do you like about trees? They make maple syrup. Yeah, I love syrup. Big oh. syrup guy. I hate pancakes, so it's really just flour like and pancakes. water. Like, what the yeah, fuck is that? They're such a nothing food. Like, they just what? have to be cooked so perfectly. Like, they're either I too doughy. I don't get the appeal. Yeah, like, what the fuck is a pancake? <laughs> it's like worse shit bread. It's shit bread. And yeah. it's like got a little sugar you put on it. Like, sugar on it. Get French toast if you're in that game. Get Even a waffle is more complex. Like, pancakes? Waffle, I, I can a, do. Pancake. Pancake is just a sponge for whatever you put on it. Just anyway, fuck pancakes. <laughs> um, pet peeves, pancakes. No pet peeve. Oh my god, I hate the smell of juicy fruit gum. It's you, a brutal gum. Really? I hate it, dude. When someone's chewing juicy fruit in the room with me and I catch a whiff of that, I get an anger deep down. <laughs> like I'm, I want to go over there and rearrange their face a little bit because it, it stinks to me. It's like, it, it, or when I'm on a date with a girl and she's rocking juicy fruit gum, <laughs> like no. Yeah, no second breaker. deal breaker for me, man. I hate the smell of that gum. It's also one of those classic gums that it's like good for, what, six chews and then Wouldn't you're know, basically yeah. chewing cardboard. Never chewed it. Just stunk <laughs> to me. Um, I, don't, I really were, don't mind it. Betty or Veronica? Luckily, it's fallen out of out of favor a little bit. It used to be all over the place and like, oh my God, in, in like middle school and stuff. And I was yeah. like, who's chewing this poo? Like, stinks. Um, Betty, Veronica, I'm, I'm going to throw a little bit of curveball in. I'm a bit of an Archie guy myself. <laughs> uh, in the new TV show, oh my God, Arch. Oh, yeah. He is a fucking stud. So it, hot right that was now. A good, that was a good cast job in the show. Oh, yeah. He's got a little bit of a lisp, too. And like, he's not too jacked. He's still believably 16. And yeah. um, I was not watching the show for the content at all. It was oh, just the, just I was the characters all it, over. Arch. Even one of the Sprouse brothers, I always forget which which uh, one. Yeah. Is I it, don't know which one. Yeah, one Sweet of, Life is Zach, Zach and Cody. And Cody. It's, yeah. it's Zach or Cody is uh, yeah. Jughead. I know the girls go crazy for Jughead because he's got the soft side, <laughs> but I always stay true to Arch. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna stick with that. Betty and Veronica to toss up. Really, I know. didn't like how. Um, I didn't think he was a very fitting Jughead, though. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, you, you think of the comic Jughead, he's just this, uh, you know, food guy. You know, he's yeah. just crushing burgers at pops. You know, that's that's my memory of uh, he Jughead. Didn't fit the whole. And, you know, he, he wasn't this artsy kind of like emo, like a bit of a creative writer. It was what I was getting from uh, the, the Sprouse version of it. So they went a little bit of different direction with it. But boy, did that show have a lot of twists. Good luck finishing an episode without wanting to go right to the next one. I, I couldn't make it through it. I thought it was, uh, yeah, it, was just, not, it was too much for me. Yeah, it's it not was, quite my like wheelhouse, I guess, yeah. when it comes to TV shows. It was in the cut. For I'm me. watching Fargo right now. That is an oh, incredible a show. show. Yeah. What season? Uh, I'm on the last episode of season one. So like oh, season, yeah, one, season, season one dope. is unbelievable. I've seen it. Yeah. Complete that's, opposite case. So that's a show that I couldn't get into. Really? So slow. I was like, what? Like, pick it up. Oh, I, lo- oh, I loved it. It's very good. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it felt like a little Breaking Bad 2.0 kind of. Okay. Of course, uh, Breaking Bad is one of the I goats, like that but show, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay, so moving on. <clears throat> These boys, they went to Kilku together, and Kilku was an all-guys camp uh, that 
everyone seemed to go to like like Robbie and I are, grew up in two different places he's from London Ontario I'm from Toronto Ontario we met late or mid sorry early university but late in life and uh, we have a bunch of mutual friends and it's all from this Kilku camp a lot of my kids are friends from high school and stuff what is it about this camp like why is this so special like, why does everyone go there um what's what about it it's it's just it camp first of all is just the most fun place to work at in the summertime it's like picture being up at a at like up at a resort that has every sports activity water sport like land activities with like a hundred of your friends that you're just all working and living together. You're going out with, you're going to like friends cottages with, you're doing everything for nine weeks. You're just up there hanging. Um, there's, there's not really nothing better. No, exactly. Yeah. I'd echo a lot of what Rob said there. Like I absolutely love my summers up there. Um, you know, additionally, I think, especially in today's day and age, like you think about, obviously our life, our lives now, especially my life is, uh, frankly during the week pretty much every weekday look at looking at screens yeah you're a banker yeah exactly looking at a screen all day every day so uh to get out in the the great outdoors and uh you know the fact we're living in canada as well just uh just such a gorgeous landscape and you know the tripping component of it as well just to be able to uh, experience some of canada's fantastic lake uh settings as well with uh, as, as robbie mentioned some of your best friends and to um you know build that camaraderie in the the trip setting as well is just such a rewarding experience and uh yeah just how many love my summers at camp how many years did you go there for i did 10 total 10? Uh, yeah i was so, yeah i was 12 i think but did yeah. your parents go there like how why Kilku of all camps like why how did you even hear about it my uncles went there okay uh, um, for me, I didn't have like immediate family, but um, you know some of my parents' family friends uh, went there. And um, like um, you went to Crescent, and Kilku's got a large, uh, l- large private school, Toronto Boys Private School. Yeah, I went to Crescent yeah. as well. That goes there, so natural that's kind transition. Of how there's a lot of crossovers. It's like, oh, friends. you don't want girls in your school? Well, how about no girls at your camp as well, <laughs> all year long? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going through. Uh, Grade seven to grade twelve, Crescent and Kilku every summer. Camp was an absolute different story, co-ed camp, man. I feel like I missed out on so many of those experiences. It was all I'm gonna say this, all my firsts were with camp girls. That's a real thing. <laughs> first everything. Name it. You know what I mean? All my first were with camp boys. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty. Um but it was also like if it's anything like high school. I loved going to an all guy school. I couldn't be the I couldn't be a bigger proponent of all guy school for high school. Yeah, absolutely, and it's the same kind of parallel with uh, all guys camp. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, Onondaga was a camp that was pretty close to uh, Kilku, and you know, you hear about uh, kind of their experience as well. Um, and yeah, I guess you just compare it to uh, kind of just being able to be yourself and kind of let loose at an all guys camp, you know, as yeah. you would at an all guys school, just yeah. like could not be don't. myself when there's co-ed, exactly. there's always someone to impress. There's a girl you like, yeah. you're worried about embarrassing yourself. You do it all the fucking time. Like you just like <laughs> fall over walking down stairs in front of everyone. And oh. I mean, there was, there was like 10 girls that worked there. And, um, <laughs> I just, I, mean, small. I just pictured like you know when you like throw a piece of meat into like an Amazon river and like <laughs> the piranhas are like rah, 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 
this fucking shredding it. That's what I pictured those poor ten girls like. That's that's what it was like the first first week or two until they settle in. Until they become one of the boys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Like being able to go to school and not not caring about like you could literally walk through the hallways, rip a big fart anywhere anytime you know what i mean like yeah. didn't you didn't care how you looked you didn't care about what you said you could actually be yourself because when there's girls around no matter what the case is you're always a little bit guarded like you're always a little bit like you know if i fuck up in front of her she's gonna tell her friend and it's like, just even the littlest bit it's there so i could see how going to all guys camp could like let loose and your stories are so funny man <laughs> like some of them we probably can't tell but um your 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 favorite one is the one where I um, or it's not so much a story, but like when I went over the waterfalls in the kayak and I got stuck. <laughs> oh my, yeah, girl or is it girl or pearl? Pearl, pearl. Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex's nickname is the pearl. Right. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get on the nickname level here. Uh, to me, he was just Alex, you know, but now he's Pearl. There we um, go. And uh, do you know the story of him going over the the waterfall? I can't say I do. I, don't, I actually you might have told it once. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not told you this. It's on video. If, uh, if you <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll link the video in the show notes. Oh, I have seen this video actually. Yeah, yeah. It was so. I'll I'll tell it quickly. But we, when I was working with Bales, um, Ben, uh, Graham, and I, we all went to Fenland one day to go shoot the shoot Fenland Falls. This is the one that's like um there's basically a restaurant overlooking these falls, yeah. correct? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yep, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. So so in Fenland Falls, um this this little town up north sort of near our camp, there's uh there's these falls, obviously. And um uh, it's maybe about 15 15 feet high. And my friend Ben Bales was a was quite a good kayaker and he was the one. He was kind of the proponent proponent for shooting the falls, so I went with him, uh, obviously. And my friend Graham was there to film that day. So Bales goes over a couple times, and he's just nailing it. And um, he finishes up, and he's like, "Okay, you're up." So I go out there, and first first go over. It's a little bit sketch, <laughs> and uh, but I make it through. And there, I, I climb back up, and they they push me to go do once more. I'm like, ah, like I don't know, the first their first <laughs> one didn't go over so well, right? <laughs> and I so I go back out there, and I go over again, and I just drop. I sink into the hole at the bottom of the falls, and I fully disappear. <laughs> And, and uh, I don't know if you're gonna get to the video, but in the video, like obviously this guy Graham is filming, and you like you're watching, and obviously he's watching, and he, you know you see Robbie, uh, you know go over the falls, yeah. And then there's like a kind of half second where it's like you expect him to pop back up, but then obviously as Rob just said, he doesn't. He just gets stuck under uh, the little the bubble there, and uh, the guy who's filming goes. Robbie, Robbie, yeah, <laughs> and, he yeah, just, yeah. and then he abruptly stops filming. He's like, obviously, yeah, it, we, have to, go, we like, have to go save our friend. It looks like something you'd send into the news when someone drowns. Yeah. Um. And when Robbie showed me, I was dying. I loved it. So <laughs> I, I, I edited it up into a little uh, face or a YouTube video where it's just a, a, a slow mo, or it's like one in normal speed, one in slow motion, one in super slow motion of him just like going down and never coming up, and uh, the comments are all just like. So he gone. Like he's gone. Is he dead? <laughs> Is he dead? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's dead. <laughs> yeah, so I I went over the falls and I get sucked into this hole at the bottom and immediately I was like, "Oh 
fuck like you better hold you, you better hold on like you're <laughs> you're gonna be under here for a little bit so i was under for maybe about 10 seconds and uh, i was just getting thrashed around <laughs> and i finally pop up except i pop up behind the uh, behind the sh- behind the curtain of the falls because there's like a little dig out and then the falls come over so i'm up except no one can see that i'm up so, so it's so, like 45 seconds probably maybe more yeah exactly so i'm like i don't want to go back through i'm gonna get sucked back under again <laughs> so i paddled around to the side where there was a little opening where i could paddle out and uh so i finally paddled back over and about 45 seconds later i popped out from the side and uh where the where the falls are there's there's this restaurant on the side called the like Falls View Restaurant. They all just thought they witnessed a death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they have this little patio where all the people are eating. And Everyone's probably like abandoning their lunch and like standing by the railing being like, holy shit. Like, yeah, who's, exactly. Who's right? going over to save this guy? They're all watching us shoot the falls originally. And then I pop out on the side and I look up and I can see them all standing up on the balcony. They're like, look. There he is. He's alive. Oh, <laughs> like you have the paddle up. And I just threw my hand up. I was like, ah. <laughs> no, I was shook. I was so shook coming out of there. Love it. And I, that was uh, that was when we wrapped our day. But yeah, as as uh, Alex mentioned, uh, the video ended, and you don't see me come out to the side because my friend my friend Graham literally thought I was. We'll put that still video on, on this uh, podcast as the as yeah. the as the media. But okay, so you guys had fun. Cool. You guys rocked it. Probably, the, probably great. the best job I'll ever have. Uh, best time of your life. Didn't it, make much, but uh, yeah, so many good times. Yeah, it's to and, be expected. Again. So how do you? So take me through your. How do you go from that to basically the complete opposite right now? Yeah, yeah, well, definitely, definitely a pretty polar opposite right now. Give, a, give us a little. Give us a little backstory about um, kind of what you did in university and yeah. what you're doing currently, where you're working, day to day goings on sure yeah Yeah, so i guess uh kind of quick background uh as was kind of mentioned in bits and pieces there obviously you know summers at kilku and um you know went to crescent for high school so you know great upbringing in toronto during the the school year and then uh you know great summers up at kilku and then uh yeah graduated from crescent and decided to go to dalhousie um so that was awesome going out to the east coast um you know absolutely fell in love with halifax when i went to visit and uh you know they had a great co-op program as well the commerce co-op program um and actually was able to get into that course or i guess that program rather uh based on my grade 11 marks so i I basically got in by i think like Christmas time of grade 12. So you mailed it in all of grade 12 year. A little bit. Of, you were one of those mailing, guys. A little bit of mailing it in. I actually, there was, uh, so we had a, we had university counselors at, uh, at Crescent and, uh, actually, Hag? yeah, Don Hag. So, legend. Uh, yeah, absolute legend. Actually was one of my like closer kind of teacher, uh, you know, student relationships. And, you know, I absolutely love the guy cause he was also my rugby coach. Yeah. He's my and, hockey coach. Um, yeah. There you go. So yeah, he was a big sports guy. Um, and we, we also did outreach trips together. So in grade 12, I did the Tanzania outreach trip with yeah. him. Big trip guy, dude. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, you know, he got trips he, all over. He 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 milked that a little bit, but it was well done. It was very smart. Like he European did, hockey trip. Yeah, exactly. He got to go to Europe with the <laughs> hockey team all the time. We did a uh, rugby tour to Argentina and yes. Chile in grade eleven. Yeah. So that was and like yeah, you just Don, you sandbagging son of a bitch. No, absolutely, like well calculated. I would yeah. do I would do the same thing. 100%. So like brilliant move, but on his part, and you know he was a crescent guy through and through. He actually went to the school yep, and then yep. worked there for like thirty plus years. So like you know, lived and breathed that school. So, um, you know, good, uh, literally lived there actually. Yeah, he, exactly. lived, he lived on the campus. He did. Yeah. For yeah. a little extended period. Actually, yeah. So he lived in, uh, up, there's a apartment above the, uh, head office area. No way. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, just kind of like what I was going to say was, uh, like when I got in, you know, quite early, it was, you know, thanks to him a little bit because he had a relationship with the guys at Dal, but, um, you know, got in, fairly early as as uh, Trav was alluding to you know kind of started to mail it in a little bit was just like so set on going to Dal and then uh, kind of started this little slogan I called it uh, you know D- Dollar Bust nice and uh, yeah he was like yeah you gotta you gotta stop with this Dollar Bust stuff like everyone can tell you're mailing it in basically so he's like <laughs> he's like pump the brakes on the Dollar Bust stuff you know uh, you know finish strong basically and uh, grade 12 was a great year so definitely uh, you know tried to turn it on after I got that uh, wake-up call but what was your grad prank? Oh, our grad prank. Well, uh, we had uh, <laughs> some pretty. Uh, fuck. Like, this is a, this is a tough one actually because we had. You guys uh, get in trouble? Yeah, we had a pretty tough end to the the year with. Uh, we had a pretty, I guess, bait is like the right word for it. Uh, we had a pretty tough prom. Uh, if mean, it's awful, don't worry, we'll edit it out. It's not. It's not like insanely awful, you know. Just, uh, yeah, we, we will, uh, we'll save that one for another Let's just day. say someone got expelled. Yeah. Um, and I heard about all this stuff and I just, I know the younger generation, I think they just grew up a little quicker. You know what I mean? They were yeah. into some, uh, you know, advanced sexual stuff and, uh, <laughs> advanced, uh, party. You know, you know, the internet, you know, the internet, just, Instagram really just fucked these really kids over, man. Who knows kids. what the kids are doing now? Yeah. They're, they're probably literally like, I don't even know what they're doing. I, I couldn't even, I, I could say something fucked, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, Crescent ended on a bit of a tough note with, uh, those events and, you know, grad skip day was, uh, always a rinse fest. I'm sure it's still going on today. So, you know, those were always fun. You didn't get in trouble on your grad skip day. Ah, we got in a little bit of trouble. Uh, you know, the guy, <laughs> the guy that was hosting actually, uh, you know, he's one of those like maybe more quiet guys in the grade, and then like, wow, like beauty move, like so and so stepped up to uh, to host grad skip day. Like obviously, yeah, you know, everyone, I'm sure every grade goes to this. Like, oh, like who's gonna host? Yeah. And it turned out like his parents were away, nice. so we were like, oh, let's go. Like so and so's hosting, but then like literally middle of the party, like everyone's obviously, you know, like it's middle of the party, everyone's uh, having a good time, and he basically goes, yeah, guys, like I didn't mention, like my parents are coming home, like in like an hour or like you know my parents are actually coming home today so you guys all gotta leave so then basically the party trickles out onto the street and of course it's grad skip day so this is like middle of the day on a friday whatever like residential area in toronto and you know party continues onto the street so of course neighbors are calling and because it's grad skip day everyone's rocking the school's apparel yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so it's like um look, i'm currently flag. looking out at my street and there's you know 70 crescent boys a lot like, of pr issues out yeah. of your year your years <laughs> eh? and and crescent crescent did go through a big reform recently like they they all new staff much stricter like all the beauty staff were uh uh like recycle not recycled yeah. but like like changed over 
Um, so I wonder if it was, I wonder if it was all the PR nightmares in the last three years and they're like, Oh my God, <laughs> probably had something to do yeah, with it. We probably started the, uh, the big change order needed. We had, we had PR on our grad skip day, but ours was so tame, man. We all got uh stormtrooper outfits full sized off Amazon. Oh, that was your year. For yeah. The entire great. So everyone, that was awesome. like a hundred of us all had full stormtroopers and we just, uh, we just marched formation all day on uh, on like campus, like directing traffic, like through the hallways, <laughs> and and then drunk, obviously, and then like you know had the midday party, and then a few guys headed downtown and just made like irrelevant signs and just started marching outside of city hall, <laughs> like you know is water wet or like you know like signs <laughs> like that, and, yeah. and they made the news. That's pretty funny. Yeah, not but not bad PR though. But I yeah, don't think a little, little bit funnier and more in good taste. They weren't in school yeah. uni, so I don't think they said it was like Crescent School grad skip day. These fucking rich pricks hopping around <laughs> like <laughs> stormtrooper outfits. No, yeah, but um, yeah, so but, but yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on. You went to Dalhousie and you yeah. did you did a um, uh, what's what's it called? A uh, co-op. Yeah, a co-op program there. Yes. Yeah. So that was great. Um, yeah, I loved uh, Dal on the East Coast. I, I still think, uh, you know, one of the better bar scenes in terms of... Yeah. Uh, I still haven't been out there. Oh, man, you got to make it out. It's absolutely awesome. So, uh, yeah. Many I'll, times. Yeah, I'll take you through the rundown of, uh, <clears throat> you know, what most weekends look like. It was it was funny. We always used to say, uh, you know, Dal had the most bars per capita. Like, that was kind of like one of the big, like, taglines. Like, oh, I like, come to Dal, like, most bars per capita. But uh, it was kind of funny because we, we always ended up going to the same kind of circuit of bars, like similar to any other university, where it's yeah. like, you know, you got your Thursday night spot, you know, maybe your Friday night spot, Saturday, whatever. What night was Split Crow? So, uh, yeah, Splitties was Saturday, but okay. uh, the Splitties. big one, and, and actually since I've graduated, the Thursday night spot is no longer, but uh, when I was there, uh, there was a spot called The Dome. Dome. The dome, the dirty dome, it's called. Yeah, so that was like this Such a gritty massive town. bar. Pretty uni town, I love it. Yeah, and um, it's actually been featured in uh, actually recently on Spit and Chicklets. They yeah. mentioned that uh, when they had the World Juniors there, like they would play the game, and like actually the Halifax Arena is right across from the dome, so they would play at uh, I guess the Scotiabank Arena in Halifax and then like right across the street is the dome and uh, I've actually seen Nathan McKinnon there nice and uh, yeah like all the, the hockey boys would go there I've seen a couple of NHLers or uh, local guys like McKinnon and uh, Crosby as well I don't know Crosby is a bit of a uh, straight edge guy I don't know if he's yeah. ever been to, <laughs> yeah. to the dome but yeah um, I can see that yeah dome on Thursday so massive spot it's actually he's into a different type of dome <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah and, and then, um and then yeah uh splitties saturday so that's like the day drink spot just mm -hmm. awesome uh they basically have power hour which is like cheap beers from uh like 4 30 to 5 30 so you'd get there like around noon and uh just always an awesome time and then actually one of my favorite spots was on sunday uh, you wouldn't think sunday's a big spot but uh place called lower deck yeah i've been the, there live, is that the live music one yeah, yeah 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 live music so they have this band signal hill they play every sunday and they're just i think the best cover band like they play all the hits like your hotel california's uh you know benny and the jets hey jude they always finish with hey jude so it's great you know you got the arms around each other belting out hey jude just all the sing-alongs all the hits all, all, the, hits. The, hits. all, the, hits. all the hits i'm talking about <laughs> top the of the charts i'm talking about Number ones. I'm talking about <laughs> that, that hit. That, that <laughs> hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, obviously the great party time out there. But uh, you know, on a on a more serious note, 
uh, you know, good that I did the, the co-op degree, I think. Uh, got some great experience on some of those co-op work terms. Um, so that kind of segues me into full-time, unless Rob's well, got a little something. No, uh, just interrupt, I just yeah, want to interrupt yeah. quickly. You, uh, you've been telling me about this line you're going to drop. Except you haven't you haven't said it yet. I, oh. I think you forgot. Oh yeah, we, well, and we were going to mention this at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, I know. I should have mentioned this. I'm uh, I'm actually a big spitting or uh, not. Well, I'm a big spitting chicklets fan. Big pod, <laughs> big podcast guy in general. But uh, yeah, my line was going to be love too many jams and uh, long time listener, first time guest. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually I listen to every epi. Uh, I got a long commute big to work, supporter. so uh, yeah. big supporter. And yeah, we love you guys. Are, love you guys got going on here. It's uh, I've always, I've always, as I've said, you know, big podcast guy in general. So I always thought podcasts were interesting. So uh, yeah, love that uh, one of my buddies and uh, you know you guys are into uh, getting the pod going. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, we we loved hearing that. And I don't know if you guys remember episodes, a few episodes back. I was like, I hopped on Fortnite and we were just talking pod <laughs> the whole time. It was with Girlings. Um, so that's, that's part of it. It was just like, he's listening to all the episodes he's fired up. And a lot of those boys as well, we were hoping to maybe even bring them all together, uh, on an episode together, but it's just looking like with scheduling, we'll just do uh, individual ones with them. But so he now is working as a banker. Uh, yes, sir. he is in the fucking thick of it. Like I'm talking about Bay street. I'm, I'm talking, talking about thick finances. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking, talking Accounting, <laughs> numbers, monkey suits, Excel sheets, and you know what? And it's money. I'm gonna be honest. Money. It's it's a it's a life path that Robbie and I have avoided, not avoided, but haven't really had on the cast yet. Um, I don't know, just maybe because people don't they work during the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard to schedule these guys yeah. during, during um, the day. But. So, kind of paint the picture about what life is like coming out of uni, getting that job in the last, what, three years, two years? Yeah, so I've been full-time for about a year and a half now. year and a half, okay. But, um, and, you know, as I mentioned when I was talking about, uh, yeah, the benefit of the co-op, so um, actually kind of similar to uh, having Dow kind of in the back pocket uh, as I was finishing Crescent. Uh, one of the beauties of the co-op program was I got great experience, and it was in my last uh, co-op work term where I really made a good impression I uh, kind of found uh, one of the banks that uh, you know had a, made a lot of good relationships at, um, and actually managed to have a full time offer by November of my fourth year. Where obviously Killing. you know a lot of uh, your peers are kind of still struggling through uh, you know what am I going to do even mm-hmm. after graduating? I kind of had it figured out. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said, by like halfway through fourth year, so it was nice. Got to kind of uh, have that in the back pocket for uh, you know the end of fourth year there. So what's life like? Um, what's it? What's what's like? What's the good, the bad, and the ugly? What's what's the picture? Yeah, so I think it's really good, honestly. Like it's a great company, uh, RBC. Absolutely love it. Uh, I'm a big people person, and I think they like they hire a lot of great people. So, um, you know, maybe lucked out a little bit, but you know, so far haven't run into uh, you know any any negative people per se. You know, everyone's very positive, and uh, you know, a lot of experience there as well, and obviously a lot of very smart people. So. I think that's uh, fantastic for me as a young person kind of still figuring things out to be able to see a lot more established people who've already, um, you know, figured things out a little bit and uh, have a wealth of experience that they can share with me. Um, so I, th- I think that's been great from a learning perspective. Um, so you're learning a lot? Like what, what division yeah. uh, of RBC are you in? Yeah, so I'm in procurement right now. 
Sounds fucking made up. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm kidding. No, it's, uh, that's fair. That's honestly, that's uh, that's one. You know, you talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. It may be like a weird knock on it, but uh, literally, that's your reaction is like if you could yeah. bottle that and replicate it it's, it a sounds, million times sounds predatory yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like every time i say that it sounds like, like crescent dance yeah exactly i'm in procurement <laughs> yeah like i i can't what is procurement Can yeah you explain to yeah I, I can so uh you know i hope they uh you're rocking the they, bab socks right now yeah rocking the bab socks right now <laughs> just but, big sports uh, guy big sports guy big sports guy yeah so uh procurement is essentially the purchasing on behalf of the bank so uh they you know they call it third party spend so anything the bank can't produce or do internally and we go out to another company to acquire their products or services uh procurement essentially will negotiate the contracts to put that in place and go acquire those goods or services that's okay. Kinda, that's kind of the quick and dirty of it, I guess. I got you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like on the day to day, are you working on contracts? Are you researching companies? Like, what's your kind of day to day? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of uh, both of those things. So, uh, yeah, certainly a lot of putting contracts into place. Um, is there a legal so aspect to that? Like, that, there is. Yes. Yeah. So we we do have like our legal templates. Yeah. That, so there's a actually an RBC legal department. So they're obviously the legal specialists, but they do allow us to. Uh, you know, work within their templates and make minor edits so yes. that we, they wouldn't want us. Obviously, I don't have a legal degree. I don't have a law degree, uh, but I can kind of, uh, and I have started to get, you know, a bit of a legal understanding. Uh, so, you know, when I was thinking of how to explain it to, you know, for the podcast, I thought that would be funny. You know, uh, you know, they always joked about the, the iTunes terms and conditions, like, do you accept? And it's like, no one reads that. You just accept it. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of procurement's job to be like, oh, like, hold on. Like, they could have s- slipped in some brutal clause in there. And then that, that totally holds you, uh, you know, opens you up to a ton of risk. That's that's where we step in, you know, read the, read the contract, try and understand what we're agreeing to and see if there's opportunity to negotiate some better uh, terms in there. So to put it in layman's yeah. terms, uh, you're basically, the bank is a person and it's signing up for a bunch of apps that you know maybe some are 299 some are 1099 <laughs> and uh, each of these apps comes through with a terms of use contract and you're the department that reads those yeah and makes and or writes them yeah yeah we could uh, we write it as well yeah we have uh, like our paper we call it it's like sometimes it's on like the apps paper yeah. to use your example <laughs> you know you know the apps trying to get you to sign you know what they and what they like, no, what they no, wrote no. like hold on let's uh let's Not take a step so back fast. we've got our own paper you, you have to agree to what yeah. we're what we're setting Fuck down your as well. paper we got a paper for <laughs> you. yeah exactly um so yeah there's like the terms side of it but then uh, there's also pricing as well so you're like, I don't even like kinda, the way your app is priced. Yeah, exactly. You, you want to charge us two ninety nine for your app? But it's we not think that's a ninety nine cents. I think you got a free app there. Yeah, pal. Like, <laughs> give, give me. A, yeah, exactly. So uh, subscription based. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'll often negotiate pricing as well, and um, you know, helps being uh, you know negotiating from the standpoint of the largest bank in Canada, the best bank as well. Uh, you know, if there's any other bankers out there, uh, RB, RBC is the goat. Do you What's get that? perks from working at RBC? You know, if you like, you work at like Starbucks Isn't or something. Isn't it good mortgages? Didn't they do that commercial? You get, where like, like, free, yeah. um, you get like free drinks or something. Like if you work at RBC. <laughs> I think they, he also gets free coffees if he works at RBC it, as well. Do they give you like free money or like. Yeah, free money. No, uh, we, we get better rates on uh, a lot of stuff. So yeah, okay. better mortgage rates, uh, better foreign exchange rates. Uh, we got like. Uh, staff banking accounts so you know where some people might have like an elevated banking account where like you know after uh, x number of transactions you have to pay 
uh, you know, those service fees to pull out money, you know, we get a staff bank account where essentially everything's free. So yeah, some good perks to it as well. And yeah, I think, uh, in general, just great to learn about, uh, financial literacy and, you know, have a kind of an inside pulse on, uh, you know, how banking works as well. So, so you, you like your job. I do like my job. Yeah. You it, like, you know, so you like, um, you're liking the, 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 the lifestyle around it as well. Like, yeah. So the working downtown and, and, uh, you know, the money's obviously good working at a good company like that and yeah. you don't mind the uh, the people you work with so what what it what are some of the things that are are maybe you're struggling with at, at this time like uh yeah i think um certainly being just early on you know you, you always think about uh you know is this the right path for me still, certainly still trying to figure out um you know what the end goal is a little bit um you know you always joke about uh or you, you know back when you're young a young kid you know they'd say you know find your passion and then work in that and uh you know i, th I think if i told my six-year-old self or i don't, I don't think my six-year-old self knew what the word procurement was so if your I, I kid even... says they want to go into procurement at that age <laughs> throw them out <laughs> dispose of them yeah so uh no i think i think it's just good though um like there's a lot of areas within the, the bank I can move around to. There's there's lots of opportunity, right? So Don't they have a rotational program? Yeah, they have tons of rotational programs. Uh, you know, I think the a lot of people in the bank are just very willing to talk to other like up and comers potentially. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities to just like reach out and like make new connections as well. So I think it's great from a networking perspective. You can just you know, reach out to someone via email, like you can, you have full access to the entire org chart. So you can be like, Oh, like yeah. uh, marketing for instance is an area that interests me. And uh, like, let's dig into the marketing org chart. Like, what does it look like? I actually like made a connection recently in marketing and like gotten to know her very well. So I feel like if I wanted to make a career transition, could you easily reach out to her and say like, could you int introduce me to someone in yep. you know, X area? So interesting. I feel like there's a lot of people, um, or like right now you know in our age group the coming out of school mm -hmm. that have gone into banking roles you know mm -hmm. um it's rbc or bmo right. or scotia bank majority of my friends in like, fact my entire high agree? school friend group there's a ton of people working at banks right now like my five six seven the list goes on probably my all my closest friends save one or two are mm -hmm. working currently at a bank or a financial institution for sure. Yeah. Without and, a doubt. I, and like, like I said, I think there's just so many areas within the bank that appeal to uh, so many different areas, right? Like you could be very creative and very, uh, you know, marketing based. So then you find, uh, find your way into the marketing area or you could be very finance based. You can do investment banking or like a more numbers job, uh, you know, like myself. Or you can, uh, you know, be into software and, um, you know, coding as well. We have a very extensive. Yeah. You know, there's, there's very, I guess, uh, you know, wide array really of, of areas and um, different skill sets that can apply to various jobs in the bank. Do you, do you find yourself at the end of the day though? Um, do you like, do you find yourself completely turning it off and like going into chill out mode and, st or, or do you still find, or do you still find that you have the energy at the end of the day to kind of like do other things that, you, you know, whether it's hobbies or I know you're, you're a big sports guy yeah. also, um, yeah, but you can do sports at work. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you can. You can check up on your. Not him though. He's a great procurer. Your fantasy leagues. He would never do that at work. <laughs> but but, but you, you get what I'm saying though. Like yeah, on absolutely. weekends and stuff. Do you, do you find that it's like fully like you're you have like a switch on for work and then a switch off. You know, when you're off the grid, you're like fully kind of me time type deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah. question, and um, 
No, I think like for me, I'm still a pretty, pretty like high energy guy. So like certainly while I'm young, like I have no problem with, um, you know, keep it, keeping things going, you know, typically like once I get off work and then I think the other beauty of, uh, like where I'm at right now is like, it's very relaxed hours. Like I think most people think of, oh, like, you know, he's a banker, you know, probably think of like the investment banking guys who just get, uh, they get rolled absolutely over rolled over. Yeah, yeah. Like they're making like even you know better money than, you know, other groups within the bank, but you know, it certainly comes at a price. And like, I know a couple investment banking guys who like, they're just getting run ragged. They're yeah. miserable and, and they're, they're wealthy. Miserable, yeah. Like, and yeah. So then that, there's the odd like freak show that loves it, and you're like, you're in the perfect role. They're yeah. just like loving staying yeah. late. They're like, I got a project <laughs> for the boss. I got a few buddies like that, and they're just. It's definitely the perfect job for some people out there. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, I no, it's not for myself. me. So, like, yeah, like right now, honestly, I have very chill hours. Like, no one, I'm not punching a clock with anyone. No one's like, oh, buddy, you're like you're five minutes late. Like, I, I actually had a job like that in my co-op where I was in like the wealth management arm, and like that's where it can get uh, obviously a bit more like cutthroat and competitive but um you know i'm kind of in like a function of the bank right now so yeah like you know obviously it's like a little bit more autonomous like and i think that's where just work in general is going is like you know if you're working for someone like it's better work uh relationship if uh they're not kind of like you know watching over your shoulder yeah. like yeah. kind of holding your hand through There's it nothing rather than, worse yeah that's brutal like that's a terrible relationship to have with uh you know a boss for instance uh whereas with me you know it's kind of like you know obviously show up and like leave when you want so like you know today showed up at uh you know got in around eight thirty nine ish and then like left by like four fifteen four thirty like went for drinks after work um so it's like a very relaxed work environment i'd say um, so yeah, I guess depending on like which department you're in, uh, you can, um, you know, have that flexibility as well and, you know, get to work from home occasionally too. So, you know, pretty happy with that aspect as well. That's nice. So you talked a little bit about passions and like wondering what, what you want to do. What, so what, like what goes to your mind when you think about that stuff? Yeah. Uh, honestly a lot, like a lot interests me. Like I'm a pretty open-minded, uh, kind of a yes man kind of guy. So um, yeah, I keep hearing about uh, a lot of interesting areas, both within the bank and uh, elsewhere, that uh, you know really pique my interest. So, like sports, would there be something in sports that yeah. you would want to get involved with? Oh, absolutely. I I still uh, kind of joke and with my parents and say like, oh, if I could redo my life and like you guys could uh, you know stay on top of me just like pull me out of school devote me to one sport and be a professional athlete like i blew it by not <laughs> professional yeah. athletes live the best life there is making millions of dollars playing the sport that you love and uh yeah just like that's the best life but and, like your parents did now, you a disservice with that whole like <laughs> the whole like uh play for fun and like my parents were like if you don't like it you don't have to do it yeah, and all exactly. that i'm like no. force me yeah exactly. yeah i like look at it look at the life yeah and like we're you know Trav and I, uh, you know, even Rob, you know, but like Trav and I, you know, we're tall guys, you know, could have had the, the you could have been NHL, you're NHL size. I'm NHL. I mean, I, yeah. I never was a hockey guy, but, um, you know, I was maybe basketball size, maybe, yeah. but it just in general, like being like tall, like helps like hey, right now, like I'm even playing like pickup, uh, you know, beach volleyball, not a lot of money to be made there, but, uh, I'm pretty good for, uh, for, for, a, a recreational beach volleyball, beach volleyball so player. It's so fun. And, like, I just love sports, love playing it, love following it. While we're so on I the think, topic. Yeah. Um, you want to tell us about your bills stories? You were at the bills. Game yeah. This past oh yes. Weekend. Yeah. That's uh, I didn't want to skip past this. No. Yeah. So that's actually a good segue as to now that the professional sports ship has sailed. It's all about, uh, obviously supporting, uh, you know, the, the various teams, obviously living in Toronto, big uh, Toronto sports fan. 
Uh, but unfortunately, Toronto does not have an NHL team. NHL. Uh, or sorry, NFL. sorry, sorry. NFL. My mistake. NFL, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, doesn't have an NFL team. We do have so, an NH- we do have an NHL team. It's so Pearl is a big Argos fan. Yeah. I was trying to tell you. <laughs> no, CFL is a, an absolute joke. Um, so yeah, no NFL team. Uh, so when I was very young, actually the first Super Bowl that I watched was back in 2001. It was uh, the Patriots beat the uh, the Rams, and I was I was six years old, so I was like, oh, I'll just be a Pats fan. And um, did you call it the Pats at six, or were you like, I'm gonna be a Patriots fan? Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a Patriots fan, yeah. and and I was so young that I basically had to. Or did you just crack a beer and you're like, Pats? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think if I was cracking a beer at six, I would have figured out and been a Bills fan yeah, from that. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then his parents definitely wouldn't have got him into sports. Either. <laughs> he would have been in protective custody, yeah. child services. No, exactly. So um, yeah, I was just like I chose the paths back then, and uh, yeah, like started to love sports. Obviously, so like kept the passion going, and was a massive Pats fan. Like all my close friends know, like watched every game, and uh, battled the ridicule that comes with being a Pats fan. Obviously, they're the the Yankees of the NFL. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I caught a lot of flack and, uh, especially because a lot of the Kilku boys, frankly, are, uh, are big Bills fans. So kind of this all came to a head when, uh, my one, probably my, one of my best buddies, uh, Jeff Roberts is also the biggest Bills fan. His dad's basically had, uh, season tickets for over 20 years Damn. And, they, and he goes to like every game maybe he'll sell one or two, but like absolute diehard bills fan so of course you know we're best buddies but there was, there was only there's always that one aspect of the friendship that uh you kind of we kind of butted heads on yeah the fact that i was a pats fan and they're obviously big rivals um yeah so it all came to a head this year and i like kind of did a little self-scouting if you will i was like honestly it's not worth it just cheering for this team that's basically the most hated team in all of sports versus like i can go go to the light side and i like to call it and uh cheer with all my boys be part of the bills mafia mm-hmm. and uh essentially you know i solidified it this past weekend actually where we had 53 guys all go down to buffalo for a bills game we'll be lucky to get my dad out to a pats game versus mm-hmm. now we got all the boys going to a bills game That's crazy. and it's an absolute party we had a massive uh, bus it was all like logistically figured out we had food um you know tables speakers basically it's a massive party before the game so i was like okay in, in the middle of this game i'm gonna solidify my fa- my re- the renouncing of my patriots fanship for, did you decide beforehand yeah, oh yeah this was uh like i got i decided to make this move in the off season but i was like i'm gonna solidify during this game and uh, i basically burned my tom brady jersey uh, wow. which was not in the stadium or in the parking lot you know in the parking lot for the tailgate so and was everyone cheering? Yeah. I'm everyone. surprised they didn't put it on a table, light that on fire as well, and, <laughs> and then, then slam you through it. Yeah, of course. I was thinking of like all like the Bills Mafia ways to do it, like burn the jersey on top of the table, then like have two beers in my back pocket, yeah. crush both of them, and then like do a backflip onto the table. I thought off that's the, bus. the only way to get into the Bills Mafia. I thought it was like organized <laughs> crime. Like you had to do, it was an initiation. I haven't seen much of the Bills Mafia on social media this year. Yeah, I was. I was you actually could, a little. You know? I was a little. That's why I didn't do like the full nine yards on the 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 whole uh, initiation. I was worried I would get on barstool and lose my job. But <laughs> well, uh, I feel fair. like everyone and their mother was at the Bills game. Everyone this and their past mother weekend. and their uncle probably too. Yeah, like, and, the, and probably, they probably <laughs> brought their dog. Probably too. brought their dog and their family goldfish. 
Every so a bus of fifty people went from Western. It sounded like a sick time. Like my, my high brother school buddies went. went. Your brother with, was there with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. JD, shout out JD. He was on the bus. <laughs> he was uh, he was having a good time, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Like I, I think I mentioned, uh, we had two like gigantic speakers uh, as part of our like tailgate. So it was like basically you park your bus and then you set up kind of your tailgate shop. You could call it where uh, you, you know most people just have like your food and like your coolers for your beer and like maybe like a tent or something and then you like you throw around the football. But then like we did it a little bit bigger. We had two barbecues with like 160 pounds of meat for all the boys, and then like these two basically concert uh, level speakers. And uh, like as a result of that, we're just blaring music, and all the tailgates surrounding us were just like congregating to us. Yeah. So we basically had oh, like so you were like the tailgate. Oh yeah. So like like highlights were like Mo Bamba blasting yeah. at full tilt, everyone with a beer in their hand, just like rinsing it in the air, basically doing like a champagne shower and Bud Light, and like yeah, over 150 people just like all around us, just like. Everyone going, like it's just nuts. That's the song I was telling you about. Remember when I said there's some song where college kids are blowing through floors, <laughs> yeah. um, playing a song, and it's That's this song, song, and everyone hops around to Who's it. Who's that by? Of some unknown guy, like literally just went viral off this song. I don't know this song. Well, I didn't know either until I saw videos of like college kids falling through floors. Uh, like whole floors collapsing and it's like Mo Bamba strikes again Yeah, and I looked I've, up the song it's not even that fire of a song but only when you're with a group bumping it on speakers or like yeah. car speakers you yeah. can you can see it there's actually a good one like obviously like the big ones are like at a school party the the floor would crash through but there's ones uh, or there's one I saw that was hilarious where uh, they're at like some wedding and they're playing like kind of relatively slow songs and it's just like all these like preppy people like obviously like dressed up for a wedding and then like Mo Bamba comes on and then even like the wedding turns up. Like literally there's no uh, situation where the song won't uh, won't fire everyone it's a, up. It's a, some <laughs> secret recipe in it, man. I yeah. don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, the Bills game was incredible. And um, yeah, I, I like to call it a little bit of a quarter life crisis. Like it was a big decision for me to, uh, you know, kind of shift away um, from being a Pats fan for so long to obviously even going interdivisional. <laughs> but, uh, you know, How I think it, it feel? I think it, it feels good, man. Like, especially as I said, like all my boys were, uh, you know, all, all Bills fans. And, you know, there's just that one aspect of, uh, of my, uh, like, you know, we were obviously friends on all other fronts and I was like, wow, like, fuck you, Pearl. You're a shitty Pats fan. You had to like, soak a lot of shit. probably. I, oh yeah. So actually another, yeah, just another quick story on that was like the Pats won two Super Bowls while I was at university and yeah. for both, like obviously at university, you're having a big Super Bowl party. So we had like you know, 30 plus people. Like I remember one year we had a kegger for the Super Bowl party. So like all the boys are drinking and uh, it's literally just me as a Pats fan yeah. and and ev- everyone else, not even like cheering for the other team, but just anti, sorry, not even like fans of their team, but simply cheering for the other team because yeah. it's the like against the Pats mm-hmm. and then like they win, but they actually won both Super Bowls and it's like, I'm basically like, yeah, fuck you. Like yeah. we ended up winning, and it's like everyone just like leaves. Like I was sick, man. Yeah, like, it's like cool. En- you won. Like- yeah, en- enjoy celebrating by yourself. Yeah, like that's the other thing. Like I, I'd rather cheer for like sure the Bills are a losing team like this year, whatever. But like I think they're looking up. Like and w- one day when they do win, it's gonna be even better. Like they obviously like. You know, I didn't suffer as long as uh, these other boys did, yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, even still, just to celebrate wins with uh, your 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 buddies, that just makes it all the more uh, worthwhile. 
Hundred percent. I never got those kids, man. They're from Toronto, and they're just like, um, I'm a Vancouver fan because <laughs> fuck the Leafs, right? And I'm like, you know what? I hate everything about you. Unless you have, a, unless you have a family connection or some real reason, like, oh, like my grandfather was a Vancouver Canucks fan. No, just, just for being different, that always irked me. Pet peeves from the beginning of the show. People <laughs> that pick not domestic sports teams for no legitimate reason. Yeah, I agree with you. Back that. Yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, I'm actually Calgary fan. I really like the team they have. And like, Leafs suck shit, right? I'm like, fuck you, dude. All right. We're coming back. <laughs> 20 years from now, you'll see. Um, um, I think, man, that was, a, that was a good way to end it. Uh, it always goes by way quicker than you think. And you you say way less. This is like the feedback we get from everyone. You get way less in, than you, like, information than you possibly, like, would think. Yeah. Um, but it's just the nature of the game. People don't have attention spans. Like... I'm going to be honest, probably 65% of people ain't listening to this right now. Yeah, that's fine. Like, this is a long one. Holy but, shit. Just you know looking I mean? at the timing of it. Like, it, I, I was, you know, when you prepare for, like, not even prepare for these things, it was just like, oh, like, I'm going on a pod today, boys. Like, what should I say? And then you listen to ones where it's like, oh, wow, they, they talk for an hour. Like, what am I going to talk about for that long? Uh, it just, it just flows. It's it so flows. easy, yeah. man. Honestly, we could talk Low for state. four hours. No yeah. joke. We could we could easily keep going. Yeah, you might have to cut this up a little bit. Oh, we'll, we'll cut it a little bit. The stuff, yeah, there's, there's some <laughs> stuff in there that we'll slice out but that that happens the odd time you know what i mean um but mm-hmm. thanks for coming on and i'm sure your boys will appreciate it because a lot of your boys are listeners yeah i hope um, to uh hope to drive some of the other boys to come on it's always uh it's a pleasure to talk to these two fellas and uh yeah i was glad we can finally uh figure it out yeah any, any again our apologies oh yeah about no, no the delay for scheduling Hard got this, a book but... you know what i mean like this guy's just <laughs> fucking... hey we're, we're busy guys we got a lot going on it's yeah. a good thing right honestly so... he's, he's actually procuring us as we speak <laughs> we're in we're being procured by rbc as an in-house podcast yeah we'll have, we'll have to negotiate the terms of this podcast uh you know after we after we jump we are, off we, it here. ended Perfect. up we're paying them to be <laughs> procured by them it's very weird um but any piece of advice anything to say the boys shout outs anything like that you want to you want to fit in before we go uh, no, I just leave it with, um, you know, life's good right now. Uh, I hope we can, uh, maybe do a ver- uh, volume two, uh, you know, once the podcast gets more established, I'd love to, uh, keep checking in with you boys. Uh, I know you guys have a lot going on, so, uh, it would be great to maybe talk a little bit about you guys next time as well. But, um, yeah, just an absolute pleasure to, uh, to get to it. Love podcasts. So interesting. I'm going to, yeah. Be, be excited to listen to myself that's always a weird thing so we'll, is, we'll see how it turns out this is this is following uh he, like loves podcasts reached out made it happen so yeah um big ups and thank you thank you pearl thank you for being uh for being a listener and supporting us and for being you for being you keep being you thanks boys we'll see you next next tuesday